You are a child of God. Sons and daughters of the one who shows perfect love, shows amazing grace, shows overwhelming kindness, shows deep, brings deep conviction, brings loving rebuking, and then complete compassion. You are a child of, of God. So, how is your relationship with God? How is your relationship with this, with this being that loves us so much to show all this grace and these, these amazing things that we learn about in God's Word, all these things that we spoke of earlier that our faith are based upon? How is your relationship with that God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Um, as I mentioned, Dan started a, a sermon series a couple weeks ago, and um, we've been talking about a couple things, um, but I think what we're talking about today, our relationship with God directly affects the other things we've talked about already. The, the, however close we are with God, however deep our relationship is with God, however strong that relationship is, affects how we live our lives in this world. It affects how we, we do those other two things that we talked about. Um, you know, Wesley, uh, Dan mentioned that John Wesley had these uh, three general rules for the early Methodist uh, societies that he believed that if we would follow these three simple rules, we would be living truly the Christian life, what it means to be Christian. And the first one is do no harm. Do no harm to others in your words or your actions. Do no harm to, to anything that you would do. Just do no harm. The other one is, is to do good. Do all the good you can by all the means you can and all the ways you can for as long as you ever can. Do what you can to bring the goodness of God into the world around you. Now, originally, uh, when, when Wesley had these three rules, um, or these three guidelines, really, just uh, directing us um, as Christians, he, he called this third one, tending to the ordinances of God. That we would, uh, and this simply means doing the things that Scripture tells us we ought to do to grow in our relationship with God. The things that we ought to do so that our relationship with God is, is, is not only there, but actually growing and becoming stronger and stronger in our lives. So in the Bible, it actually tells us that, that we are to pray, right? And that's one of the things we're instructed to do is uh, we're instructed to pray and uh, pray. There's many examples that we have, uh, Jesus and many others, that we see praying, praying privately by themselves, but also praying in gatherings together, in corporate prayer. We see that we're supposed to do, the, uh, supposed to do that we also see uh, in the Bible, the Bible tells us to read the Bible. It tells us to read God's Word, to, to read Scripture, to study and meditate upon the Scriptures that we are given that tell us what, who God is and help us to understand more about God, more, which helps us to understand more about ourselves as well. So the Bible tells us, read your Bible. We're also told in Scripture that we should observe the sacraments, that we should be baptized, that we should... Uh, regularly receive the bread and the cup of the Lord's Supper. And we're told that we should worship. We're told to fast, which is probably the one that falls off the most is the fasting one. But we're told to do these things in Scripture, to regularly do these things, that they should be a part of our regular, everyday life, uh, that these things should be um, involved 
uh, or should be actions that we are regularly doing for us to stay in love with God, to, to keep growing deeper and deeper into God's love. In Paul's letter to the, the Colossians, um, Paul said that his, his hope was that they would know the wonderful riches of God that are given in grace through Christ and received by faith in Christ. That's kind of how this works, right? God offers grace. God, this is always, this grace is just always around us, being offered to us, and it's there through Christ offered to us, and by our faith in Christ is the way we receive these gifts of grace into our lives. And so Paul, um, this is his hope, that they would know what the mysteries of God and all the riches of knowing God in their lives would know this uh, through Christ. And he goes on to say in chapter 2, verse 6, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised, in putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. This is the word of our holy God. In our uh, baptism, part of our baptism is that, that uh, our life of, of sin, our, our death, our uh, spiritual corruption is all put to death with Christ as Christ died. And then through our baptism, we arise to new life in Christ. We arise to new life in, in God's love. And so to speak, as Paul says here, we, we become kind of spiritually planted in this grace. We, we, come, we arise to this new life, and, and our new life is, is spiritually planted in this grace of God. And Paul uses this kind of this illustration of, of being rooted. He says, be, be rooted and built up in him. A life that is spiritually rooted in this love and grace of God is what we're supposed to be living. And so you kind of think of, well, obviously trees have roots. This is kind of an illustration he gives of roots. And the, tree, the roots of the trees dig down deep into the ground, and the, the, the taller the tree, the deeper the roots, right? They the, just keep growing deeper and deeper, and they're soaking up all the moisture, and they're soaking up all the nutrients they can get, so this tree will keep growing bigger and stronger and uh, be this beautiful tree, just strong, providing fruit, providing shade. This beautiful tree all gets its strength from its roots growing deeper and deeper. And so Paul says that we are to grow deeper and deeper, Our roots are to be going deeper and deeper into God's grace, soaking up God's nutrients, so to speak. Well, then what are the nutrients of God that we're supposed to be soaking up? Well, they are joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, all those things that we we know, uh, fruits of the Spirit, these things that God shows to us, these characteristics God brings to us that God's filling us with, pouring these things into our lives. And what we see is that God is not some distant God in a galaxy far, far away. God is right 
here. God is always present, always around us. God is always knocking, always inviting, always calling us into closer relationship with God, into deeper relationship with God. Kind of as we sang earlier in the song, uh, that, and you call me deeper still, and you call me deeper still, and you call me deeper still, that God just keeps calling us. No matter where we are in our relationship with God, God is calling us deeper still into his love deeper into this relationship that we have with God. So no matter where we are, there's still a little deeper we can go in our relationship. For us to not only stay in love with God, but actually grow deeper in love with God, we have to attend to these ordinances that are the means by which we receive God's grace into our lives. Things like read your Bible, pray, go to church, which has been tough, but we can still worship, right? Even online, on the radio, the best we can. We receive communion regularly, which has been tough lately. But we can still do that. We can still offer some kind of remembrance of what this meal means and an accepting of God's grace. These things are so important of how we receive God's nutrients into our lives so that we would grow stronger and be built up in Christ. This is nothing probably new to you, right? Have you ever heard a pastor tell you to read your Bible before? Probably. At least three times a year for your entire life. What about a pastor telling you to pray, you should go to church? Nothing new, right? You've heard this in your entire life. Pastors tell you that. But there's a reason. It's because they're important. This is how our relationship with God grows. This is how we go deeper still. God speaks to us through these words, these divinely inspired words put on paper thousands of years ago to people that lived on the other side of the planet still speak to us in this lousy year of 2020 right here in little old Cameron, Missouri. God speaks to us through this word. God speaks to us and moves us through prayer. God encourages us and builds us up through worship. God fills us and empowers us through communion. It's so important that we do these things because this is how God fills us and comes into our lives. And we do these things by faith, expecting to receive some of God, that we may be stronger in our faith, that we may be stronger against whatever we may face, because who knows what's coming next in this year with everything going on. We grow in our, in our faith, we grow in our trust in God by these simple means that we, as pastors, keep telling you to do. These ordinances, these means of grace, they are what pull us closer and closer to the heart of God, really. That they, they kind of pull us in and they bring us closer and closer, that we feel God's love even more than we did before and we love God in return even more than we did before. As we get closer closer to this heart of God, we we start to desire what God desires. We start to, to love the way God loves. We start to see brokenness the way God sees brokenness. We start to see hurt where God sees hurt. We start to become compassionate the way God is compassionate. The closer we get 
to God, the more and more we start to look like Jesus. The more and more we start to become that perfect image of God that we're created to be. I kind of think it's like, you know, as God's, you know, extending this grace to us, you know, a lot of times we're, we try to receive it like, here I am, okay, God's given us something, offering us this wonderful gift, this peace, this presence, and we're just kind of like, okay, we want to receive it and say, okay, now I've got it. I've got it with me. But I think God is like, kind of like, there was a commercial, um, I don't remember if it was a Geico commercial or something, there was, a, there was this older gentleman that had a fishing pole and a dollar bill on the end of the fishing pole, and he was dangling it in front of this person, and they were reaching out to grab it, and he kept pulling it away from him. He's like, oh, you almost got it. You almost got it, right? They're trying to grab this dollar bill, and he would pull it away from him. Well, I don't think God's quite like that. Like, he does, he's toying with us or playing with us. But I think he dangles it out there just enough that here I am, if you would just come a little closer. And so we have to just take a little step and receive it. We can't take it and stay where we are. I think we have to take just a little step closer to God and bring it in. And God says, and I call you deeper still. There's more for you. There's a deeper relationship with you right here. We can't just reach out and grab it and pull it to us. We've got to step closer to God and receive it. And God says, oh, no, there's more to come. There's a deeper relationship even than this. So we've got to take another little step. And we keep getting closer and closer and closer to that heart of God. God draws us deeper. He pulls us. He invites us to come into deeper relationship with him than we ever even thought was possible. But we've got to take that little step and receive it. How do we take those little steps? Read your Bible. Pray. Go to church. Receive communion. Fast. A lot of times when I talk with folks that are, that are struggling in their faith, it's, yeah, yeah, I know I should read my Bible. Yeah, I know I should pray more. And kick the ground, you know, they're upset. I know I should do these things. Well, that's probably part of the reason why we're struggling is we're not doing the things that invites God into our lives, that accepts what God is offering to bring the fulfillment that we're looking for, to fill the emptiness that we're experiencing, to provide the direction that we need. We're not doing the things that welcome the way God is wanting to be a part of our lives. We're wanting to take a step back to where we are into our own life, into our own situation, into who we are and by our, our own uh, understanding and bring God to us. God's saying, that's not quite how it works. You come to me. I can't go to where you are and make sense of the chaos. I can't come to where you are and make sense of the hurt always because sometimes there's no real explanation for the chaos and the hurt in this world. But if you would come just a little closer to me, I can help you understand who you are in this chaos, who you are in this hurt. Instead of trying to bring God to where we are, we're supposed to take a step toward where God is, which is really right here, present with us all along. It's just going towards God and not trying to bring God back towards us. Because when we, go, when we go towards God, we find purpose. We find understanding of who we are created to be in God, who we are 
filled to be, who we are saved to be in Christ. The deeper we are rooted in the grace that is shown to us through Jesus Christ, the stronger we grow in the Father's love, and the more fruit we start to see of the Spirit in the lives that we're living. There was a, a, a bishop named Reuben Job in the United Methodist Church. Um, he wrote this book about these three simple rules. And uh, Reuben Job has this uh, quote. Dustin, have you got that ready? He says, Living in the presence of and in harmony with the living God is to find our moral direction, our wisdom, our courage, our strength to live faithfully from the one who authored us, called us, sustains us, and sends us into the world as witnesses who daily practice the way of living with Jesus. Living in this uh, relationship with God is, is to find out who we are, who we are created to be, and then empowered to go and be that person so that others would find out who they are, who they're supposed to be. Because ideally, or not ideally, but truly, who we are are children of God, right? I am a child of God, and so are you. And so is everyone around us. So the deeper we understand this relationship with God, the deeper we are in that love with God, the more it just kind of starts to become a part of our everyday living, the more it becomes a part of who we are, and all of a sudden others start to see maybe that's who they are too. All of a sudden we're not doing harm, we're doing more good, we're just more aware of what's going on. We're seeing the hurt and the brokenness. We become a part of what's happening. We become a part of, of the role God's playing in the hurt and the brokenness. We become a part of what God's doing to bring peace. We become a part of what God is already doing through his grace in this community around us. We just become a part of it. So maybe those little steps that we're taking aren't even so much that we're trying to just bring God into our own little personal world. Maybe what it is is slowly... God is leading us out through our brokenness, through our hurt, healing us along the way, leading us out into this world of brokenness and hurt around us so that others can see the healing that is happening and maybe they can experience that themselves. By the way, isn't it horrible that we have to be told, do no harm? And isn't it just a little bit embarrassing as Christians we have to be reminded to do good? I kind of think it is. Um, and as I was reading these um, simple rules about do no harm, do good, I thought, you know, it's too bad that I have to be reminded these things. Maybe if I was just so deep in this love with God, if I just kept going deeper still and deeper still and deeper still, Maybe I wouldn't have to be reminded to do no harm. Maybe I wouldn't have to be reminded to do all I can to bring God's goodness around me because I'd already be doing it. If this is our faith, if we truly believe this, it should probably just consume our lives so much that we completely embody the title child of God. I truly think that. I truly believe that. So this morning... No matter how close you are with God, God is inviting you deeper still. 
God is calling you deeper still. God is pulling you deeper still. So how will you respond? 